Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets Mindful. I'm your host, life coach and psychotherapist, Nikki Eisenhower. And on today's episode, we are visualizing resistance. Think about something that brings up resistance within you. Now, sometimes our resistance is a really good thing, right? If somebody creepy says, hey, come over here, come come look at this thing in my car. We want children and adults alike to feel resistance to potential creepy situations where we might get hurt. So there are times and places when resistance is a really good thing. But very often, especially if we are healing from a childhood where we didn't get enough help or our parents were inadequate or gone, maybe they were in the military, maybe they were really sick, we might have resistance to things that are really good for us, like asking for help. Sometimes we have resistance to actually talking to the inner child. And I know this is a biggie for listeners of the show. Some of you right now are in the process after years spent talking about what you're talking about in therapy, but not doing what you're talking about in therapy. That is resistance. There's a safety and a comfort in talking and being in the head. There can be a resistance in healing to doing the actual work and staying comfortable in that thinking part. If you feel stagnant or frustrated that you don't have more therapeutic release or peace, this could be the issue. We can be resistant to change because change is unknown, which is scary. And sometimes our psyche, our psychology as human beings winds up choosing a dysfunctional known just because there is a strong familiarity with what's dysfunctional. And a big, giant, scary unknown with what could be more functional. That's a big win for resistance if we continue to choose same, same, resisting and refusing something that could be lighter or bring happiness or more peace just because it's different and unknown. It's a risk. So I want to offer a little exercise today. 
by asking you to visualize your resistance. And you can visualize your resistance in general, or you can pick one specific issue that you know you have resistance toward. So visualize your resistance now. I'll share my visualization after you have a chance to work through yours. And to anyone who's thinking right now, all right, let me just listen through and I'll listen to her name her resistance visualization and then I'll go back and do mine. Know that you are hiding and that likely you're trying to do it the right way. And I often say that perfectionism is a sneaky bastard and that might be a little sneaky place that perfectionism gets in and shuts you down. And guess what that feeling was if you wanted to push through? That was resistance. So that might have been what you just felt when I said visualize as an instruction and your inner psyche went, no, I'm not going to do that right now. Nope. I have really good reasons why I shouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that till after I hear her say hers, then I won't do it wrong then I'll do it more right. Isn't this funny work sometimes to be able to see that and sit back and go, oh my goodness, there's so many layers of resistance inside of me. And we can see in this example that I'm giving that our resistance also creates a lot of overcomplification. It overcomplicates things that are very, very simple because what is simpler than visualize a thing, all right? Okay, so moving right along, visualize your resistance. Take a deep breath. What is its shape? What is its color? What is the texture of your resistance? What feeling comes up when you see your resistance? Why might seem like a really good solid question here. Why is this resistance here? But often this question becomes another sneaky bastard of resistance. Because even if you had a manual answering why, knowing why, why do I have this resistance? Having that answer doesn't really do anything. Doesn't do anything to the resistance other than the answer feels good to the ego because the ego wants to know why? Why, 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 why? And when we give the ego the answer, it's like, okay, got that answer. Now what? Now what? Didn't help us one little bit other than that piece in the ego. Okay, now I know why. It doesn't tell us anything about how to change, how to transform, how to move through it, what to do. So better questions than why do I have this resistance that has a shape, that has a color, that has a texture, how do I move this resistance? Do you push it? Do you punch it? Do you kick it? Do you lean into it? Do you throw water balloons at it? What will change this resistance? Heat? Cold? Are you willing to transform it? Does this resistance that has shape and color and texture, how much does it help or how much does it hurt? What's this resistance keeping at bay? What's this resistance keeping the same? What if your resistance, my resistance, what if resistance is a way 
that we've been taught to attempt boundaries in family systems where nobody really knew how to have healthy boundaries and the environment was chaotic or too tense or overwhelming? What if we got forced to do so much that the most power we could ever really have was feeling a sense of resistance? What if our resistance has been our best effort at trying to have a boundary when we just don't really know what a boundary is or how to do them? If we make our resistance relationship healthier, because remember, we need some good resistance. Lots of people in this life will ask us to do things that are not good and not healthy for us. We ourselves will put ourselves in positions that aren't the best for us. So some resistance is a good thing. We want to have a relationship, a healthier relationship with resistance. And what if we do that through the cultivation of actually understanding what are healthy boundaries? Resistance becomes its own border. I had to realize in my own life that I was resistant to change in some ways that I knew deep down would serve me. I had to face that my resistance really became a dysfunctional boundary between me and new possibility. That resistance was fueled by fear. Healthy boundaries aren't so much fueled by fear, though fear of doing boundaries wrong over the whole course of a lifetime, I know, runs a lot of people to my course. But healthy boundaries really are fueled by loving self-compassion and then compassion for all that are around us. Healthy boundaries are fueled by us being more grounded in simple human reality. And by simple human realities, I mean things like every human being gets to have and needs limits. It's a strange thing that we try to operate in a world where none of us have any limits, that we feel very scared or resistant to setting some very reasonable boundaries. Sometimes I talk to people that are working multiple times a week, 16 hours a day, and then they feel guilty if they just work an eight or 10 hour day. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask them all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? Well, we hear you and we have been there too. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. Who are we? I'm Dr. Jess Steyer, a public health scientist and also co-host of the Unbiased Science podcast. Every day, I'll chat with one or both of your new pediatrician besties, Dr. Dina DiMaggio, a general pediatrician, and Dr. Anthony Porto, a pediatric gastroenterologist. We'll talk about all the things related to our kids' health, from dealing with a colicky infant to navigating puberty in the teenage years. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health now live on all podcast platforms. My resistance can change just like yours will change. If I do an exercise like this a year from now and you're listening, your resistance likely will look very different. So my resistance today is very different than how it was, say, 10 years ago and 20 years ago. Today, my resistance, the shape 
is that it's inches thick. It's stretchy, but it's firm. More on the solid side, like a wet clay in the process of drying. The texture is, it's like a big glob, but it's like slime meets silly putty meets clay. It's smooth. It takes effort to change the shape of, but it's pliable. It's thick. It's not perforated, so there's no airflow. It's gray-black. It's opaque. Can't see through it. And it moves in my mind. Ready to move towards a healthy resistance and ready to shift. If my wise woman part goes, hey, 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 that's not a spot where I want some resistance. It was fun for me to visualize that today. Years ago, my resistance wouldn't have had any movement. It would have been made of something more like brick or stone or steel. Now, once we have our visualization, what are you going to do? with your resistance. This is your empowerment. Maybe we can visualize using a sledgehammer. Maybe we can loosen a few bricks at a time with a little pick, little tools. We can take down walls, maybe more slowly and deliberately, or we can knock them down. We can use the materials to rebuild a door or a half wall or a barrier or a window. We can visualize fire torches that burn and melt it all down. If I fire torch my globulous resistance, it gets soupy and melts away and I can walk right through it easy peasy. Maybe our resistance felt like a line of fire. Maybe we need a fire hose to spray down our resistance. What are you going to do with your resistance? Many people hang on to their resistance for a lifetime and that is why I'm talking about this. My generational trauma was coming from some of the most resistant people. If it was not their idea, they were not going to do it. Not one little inch, not one little budge. I learned resistance from resistance masters. At some point, if we come from that or if we have accidentally picked up such a resistance, such a hard stubbornness, We can very much own what this may do for a lifetime. Standing in one place, some people just juggle their resistance, digging their heels in. I will always do what I've always done, and I will always get what I've always gotten. Committing to staying the same versus a commitment to stepping past old resistance for the greater good of expansion, for the healthy risk of living versus stagnating. And that is why we take risks on the healing path. It helps us get out of survival mode because we all deserve to feel what it feels like to thrive. I will be curious to hear what y'all think about this episode at Patreon, what your resistance looks like and feels like and maybe sounds like when you stomp it. And if you're interested in learning with me in the six weeks boundaries course, it's starting in October, come to emotionalbadass.com backslash boundaries to learn more right now. It starts October 10th. Boundaries are complex because we are complex. The human condition is complex. We really can learn how to be more like artists 
And sometimes the rigidity inside of us wants the math formula to be able to take that formula, go out into the world and apply it to every situation. And there's some formula to it, but it's mostly art form. And as always, the biggest discount is available to you on Patreon. So if you'd like to become a Patreon member, this can be a great time to jump in and see what we have for you. Our very next live stream is sociopathy and the family system. So come ask your questions, sociopathy and the family system. You can ask absolutely anything and I will answer as genuinely as I can. We really cannot do the show without the support of Patreon. One of the things that you get when you sign on at any level is you get a shout out right here on the show on the main feed. So I want to thank these Patreon producers of the show that support us in supporting you and getting this show out all over the world every single week. We have never missed a week in over four years. I want to thank Perry Ann, Ingvild. I hope I'm saying that right. I-N-G-V-I-L-D. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Jess, Vivian, Stephanie. Thank you all for being Patreon supporters of the show. Gretchen, Y'all, it chokes me up every time. I want to thank Sarah, Cassie, Grace, Catherine, Kaylee, K-A-Y-L-E-I-G-H. Thank you so much. I want to thank Deborah, Kim, Jenna. Hi, Jenna. I want to thank Lisa. Thank you, all of you. All of you. We know that so much pulls at you to spend money here and there and everywhere. Thank you so much for choosing to support Emotional Badass for those of you who are newer listeners who haven't been there since the beginning, if you listen at the very beginning, you will hear me talk about my vision for the show. And I saw a young girl on the computer searching for answers, searching for trying to understand her sensitivity without having that kind of language, trying to figure out why her family was unhappy. I just want to thank all of you now and since the beginning who have ever shared, who have just continued to listen liking things on social media, the whole shebang. We couldn't have done it without you. Over 4 million downloads. That's a whole lot of healing. That's a whole lot of psychosocial emotional education. And that is beyond what I was hoping for when we first launched. And I was hoping to have maybe 22 downloads. Thank you all for being on this journey with me. It is an honor light and love. And I will see you right here next time in the Patreon and in the boundaries course soon. I am an emotional badass. You are an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful light and love. Bye-bye. find it hard to sleep at night then the sleep cove podcast can help you hi i'm christopher fitton the voice and clinical hypnotherapist behind sleep cove sleep cove features sleep hypnosis meditations and bedtime stories 
all designed to help those of you who struggle at night to achieve a restful and peaceful night's sleep. Search for Sleep Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see why Sleep Cove helps millions of people sleep deeply all night.